Thank you so much for joining us today on YouTube. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button down below so you can stay up to date with all that Church on the Hill has going on. If you haven't already, also follow us on social media, either Instagram or Facebook, both Church on the Hill and our senior pastor, Pastor Adam McCain. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the message. Our key verse for this entire series, I've quoted it every Sunday for the last six weeks. I'm going to keep quoting it. Mark chapter 10 and verse 37. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but with God, uh, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Say that with me. All things are possible. And that's the God that we serve. That's been our series scripture, so we keep quoting it until you get it, and you're going to get it down deep in your heart. Now, last week, we looked at some different forms of uh, what God was doing. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about dreams, how he speaks to us in dreams. Last week, we talked about how the miraculous way in which he communicates and talks to us through the holy scriptures, how when we learn his language, it begins to transform us into his image. We've been looking at all of these miraculous things that God does, and today, I'm going to mess with you. I'm going deep. Can we go deep? Say yes. yes. Can I teach you something? and say yes. Can it help fix your direction? Say yes. Thank you so much for saying yes. Online, give me some clap hands if you're all right with me helping you a little bit. So today we're going to move into the activities of angels and demons. Right? You're like, man, I knew I should have went to Baptist church today. Doggone it. There's a key scripture that we're going to jump into. Go ahead and get your Bibles ready for it. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6. But as we dive into this teaching and this session today, I want you to understand we are in a real spiritual fight. Whether you agree with that or not, it's still happening. And the reality of this is that many of us are suffering because we're denying the reality of the spiritual battle that goes on around us and upon us. And so it's with that that I want to begin to coach you a little bit and strengthen you a little bit because the God of miracles operates not just in our physical realm but in a spiritual realm around us as well as angels and demons as well. And so I want to give you the power and the strength to align with the Lord and get those angels working with you and getting those demons off of you. Are you with me? Say yes. So here's our scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. See, your problem is not that dude at work. But against the rulers, against the authorities. You're like, that's right, I'm telling you, it's the government. No, 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 keep reading. Against the powers of this dark world. That's right, steal the government. No, no, keep reading. And against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So the Apostle Paul is teaching us here in the book of Ephesians that our battles are not against each other, but there's a forces of evil in spiritual realms that literally are attacking us. And you're like, man, that dude is an idiot. Yeah, something might be driving him. You never know. And so it's with that I want to teach you a little bit today. Let's, let's break the scripture down. It starts off with finally be strong in what? In the Lord. Say it with me. In the Lord. Be strong in the and his mighty power. Now here's the problem that most Christians, especially young Christians, and then once we've been in this thing a while of loving Jesus and being best friends with Jesus, we start thinking that we can take the wheel. And then we forget that old song, Jesus, take the wheel. You forget all that, right? When at the end of the day, why do you think that you have any power over anything? Because we're Americans, and as Americans, we can do it all within ourselves. That's what it's all about right there with Americans. But at the end of the day, you are not going to defeat the difficulties in your own strength. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord. 
and his mighty power. I picture myself throughout the day that the power of God flowing through me to do great things, it's his power, not mine. I almost, uh, my family, much of my family were in um, uh, large equipment. Uh, they, they did the earth movers and, and big equipment. And, I, and I, as a child, I got, to, I got to drive an 18-wheeler as an 18-year-old. As my uncle's, you know, like, push that and he let me sit in there and move around the yard a little bit, you know. And, and just the power from this little steering wheel and these little shifters. And then, and then if you've ever worked a giant backhoe or some big earth mover and you just, you recognize this, this thing's crushing stuff and you're pulling the little levers. It's not my power, it's that machine's power, but I'm activating that power using the levers by his mighty power. And it says, and he put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil has schemes against every one of us. We individualize this a lot, but we need to also recognize that the enemy has, has schemes against groupings of people, has schemes against your family, an entire plan, an entire playbook how to destroy your family. He's got schemes against your culture, where you come from, entire schemes on how to destroy your culture, against America as a whole, against Jap Japan as a whole, against Russia. He has these schemes lined out and activating these plans, as well as against you individually. Schemes. What scheme do you think he uses against you the most? What works for you? What is the play that gets you every doggone time? What's the thing that trips you up, makes you angry, causes you to live? That's a scheme that he's been working and planning against you. And if you're not aware of that, then you start getting mad at the person by which the scheme is being brought to you by. And you actually become then a, a person who helps propagate that scheme around everyone else around you. And so the person who created the problem that you're thinking is the problem, and that's not the person, it's the thing behind the person that's now activated the thing inside of you that's now pushing this person over here. And we've got this big old mess going on and on and on that we may be able to stand against his schemes. And then it continues on because our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against brothers and sisters and, and moms and dads and co-workers and the governmental officials. It's against the forces of evil in heavenly places. There is a forces of evil, and then it says in heavenly realms. It uses the, verse, it uses the term realms. So let me explain to you a little bit. Let's take you real quick to, to 2 Corinthians. I want to explain to you the three realms or the three heavens real quick. You said I could take you there, right? You said it's okay? Go a little deeper? All right, let's go with me. Stay with me. 2 Corinthians, Apostle Paul says it like this in chapter 12, verse 2. He says, I know a man in Christ who, for 14, who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Everybody say third heaven. Well, there's a third heaven, there must be a first and second heaven. In the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. Many scholars believe he's talking about himself. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise, third heaven. And he heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to. To tell. So this verse yields to us an understanding that there are multiple heavens, for he was caught up in the third heaven. And this is how most scholars break it down, and I'll put them on the screen for you. The first heaven would be heaven number one, or what we might would call realm, and that would be the natural realm. Natural realm. Right now, you can see that person next to you. It's a natural realm. You can see them. You can touch them. You can feel them. You, you know that it's there. But we also learn throughout Scripture that there's a second realm or a second heaven. The Bible calls them heavens. We would probably, in our English language for the time in which we live, call them realms or spheres or something like that. And so why would God be limited to one realm? He's the God of all things. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He is God. 
Okay, And so many times we don't understand that we keep everything in this natural realm, what I can see, what I can touch, what I can feel. But there's a second realm that heaven is constantly talking about, and that is the spiritual realm. It's a spiritual realm. So there's a realm around us, and that's the realm where angels and demons do business and battle and so forth. And many times they'll step out of the spiritual realm, and they'll step into the natural realm. And what you and I don't recognize is many times we're just trying to fight in the natural realm when there's a spiritual realm attacking the natural realm. And so when you don't know how to pray against, fight against the spiritual demonic attacks, then what happens, it begins to push you and affect you in the natural realm. And so you and I have to learn, according to this scripture, how to do battle, if you will, in the spiritual realm. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places in this spiritual realm. And then there's a third realm, and that's what uh, Paul was talking about, or a third heaven, and that's where paradise and Gehenna is, or the opposite of it, is Paris. So there's a third realm where God's judgment throne is, where God abides, God the Father is. And the Bible says, and Jesus ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's what, in what realm is he in now? He's in that third realm, and that third realm has effect into the, into the second realm, and then into the first realm, if you will. And then Jesus says, I'm going to prepare, prepare a place for you. So there really is a coming forth realm, if you will, or a fourth reality, if you will. And so I know that blows some of your mind because you are, I mean, you are analog still. You think one way, you get your binary, I mean, boom, that's all I get. But there are multiple realms happening around you. And if you even study scientists who are trying to figure out some of the things that are happening off in other universes and things like that, where does it all come about? Well, the Bible lays it out. Realm one, natural realm. Realm two, spiritual realm around us. Realm three, where heaven is at, where paradise is at. And then, of course, opposite of paradise is Gehenna, where those lost souls are, being, are, are, are there. And then, uh, and, then, and then we see that there is this battle back and forth between angels and demons. So let's take you into that. What's an angel? An angel are ministering spirits. They're ministering spirits. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Who, who in this room is going to inherit salvation? But, but put your hand up, everyone. Care. Christian, what's wrong with you? Well, I don't know what that means. Are we going to get that? Yes, you're a Christian. You love God. Okay? As a Christian, online, put your hands up if you're going to inherit salvation. I need to see some online hands going, thank you so much. And are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? There are angels attached to you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And I know mine are big and fast and furiously busy because I always give them a mess that they have to try to clean up. I'll tell you, they're always like, always. You remember the old adage, some of you grew up with mamas uh, who, were, who were believers, and they would always tell you, if you drive fast, angels won't be able to keep up with you. Won't be able to keep up with you. We all know that ain't true because the angels have saved some of us right now. You know that. You were driving fast, and you had some other stuff in your system, and it's a miracle you're alive. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 18 and 10 talks about it like this. It says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. Jesus was being brought to little kids. He said, don't despise them. So he said, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. I can break that down for you real quick, doctrinally. So what he's talking about is those children in, in biblical times were considered less than valuable. Children is probably even more street kids and they're being brought to Jesus. People are trying to get them or either trying to propagate their little kid, push them up. And the, and the disciples are like, get these little rugrats away. Get away for a long And Jesus, whoa, 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 hold on. Don't forsake them from coming unto me. And he continues on and he says, listen, these kids, they, they're angels actually see the face of God. And what that's a reference to in biblical times, if there was a king or there was an authority, they only, they only interacted throughout the day with three or four key people. And then those people went out and did all the business of the kingdom. 
And so you, everybody just couldn't walk up and hang out with the king or, 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 or those in authority. And so what he's talking about, these children's angels, now, these kids are so important that the angels that t- oversee them actually meet with God face to face all the time. That's how important they are. I want you to know your children got angels around them, and you better help those angels by saying, Lord Jesus, keep them going, keep them moving. And so with that being said, there are two ways that angels minister to us, because again, it calls them ministers of spirits. Write this down. You need to remember this. Number one, they protect us. They protect us. Each and every one of you, I guarantee you, can tell, can tell a story like, man, I don't know how that happened. I have been in multiple situations in cars. I have no idea how I ended from that lane to that lane without hitting that 18-wheeler head on. I felt the presence of something supernatural move us. I've had it happen multiple times. I've had, had this engagement with, an, with, I'll just kind of share this for a little bit. I had an engagement with, I'm pretty positive, was an angel. I'll give you the storyline. I was between, uh, I, was, I finished high school and I was going to LSU, Louisiana State University. Had all my classes, all my things, did all my pre-enrollment counseling, was, was signed up for every piece. I had a little ID card. Everything was paid for through grant money and scholarships and things like that. And, and I decided that summer that I was going to work, just a couple weeks before school started, I was going to work. Um, I was going to work. Um, they'd given a grant to these uh, downtown homes where the elderly had lived, and, and they were kind of you know, in a downtown area where it had become kind of, kind of not as nice. And so there was a city grant to help you know, remodel some of these old homes. So I got on the job and was ended up you know, just as a gopher on one of these jobs. And uh, I was there for a couple, couple days, and this gentleman joined the team. And he was, this, he was probably about 6'4". Now, he wasn't white, but he wasn't black. He was just a skin tone, but he had the silver hair. He was a beautiful man. And a big, burly, older man. Looked like he was probably in his 60s. Just, but just, 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 just a man's man. And, and he started working with us. And, uh, and so I got to talking to him. And he said, yeah, I take a cross. And I go from city to city. And I walk the streets with that cross in the evenings. I work during the day to provide and uh, get a little substance. And, and, then, and then I go from city to city. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And one particular day, he gets asked me, he said, are you a Christian? I said, yes, sir, I, I love Jesus with all my heart. He goes, oh, okay. And he goes, so what are you doing about that? I said, what do you mean? He goes, does God have a plan for your life? And I'd had many prophecies as a kid that I would be a pastor. And I said, well, yeah, I think he wants me to be a pastor. And uh, he goes, oh, okay, well, what are you doing about that? I said, well, right now I'm going to go to LSU because I'm going to be an engineer. He goes, why are you doing that if you're called to be a pastor? I said, well, I'm just going to need something to fall back on in case the pastoring thing doesn't work. <laughs> what I'm about to describe to you, I don't even think it's physically possible. He grabbed me by my shirt with one hand and he picked me up. Now, how do you do that without tearing a shirt off? I mean, I'm light, but I ain't that light. Picked me up with one hand and pinned me against the wall, looked deep into my eyes, and he said, son, you better learn to fall back on Jesus. He dropped me, and I never saw him again. I'm your pastor today because I believe an angel was sent by God to go fix him. Would you you slap him upside the head before he messes it all up? (laughs) They are there to protect us. Here's the second thing that the Bible teaches us that the angels are there for, and that is to strengthen us. They're there to strengthen us. Luke chapter 22, verse 43, and an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. They're there to strengthen us, to protect us and strengthen us. And let me clarify something for you, because I've seen people, especially you see these people online, you know, with their little ministries on YouTube about angels and stuff, and they've got little, they've got these little, they move into new ageism, they move into angel worship. Angels are not to be worshiped. There is one God, There is one Lord, Jesus Christ. 
And these are just ministering, ministering spirits to help us and protect. They are, they are not, they are not gods. They're not, in fact, in multiple times in scripture, misunderstanding, they thought they were somebody else and they went to bow down before these angels and these angels grabbed them and said, don't you bow down to me. You ain't getting me killed before almighty God. No, you do not. And so we're not talking about, and people get in all like looking for their spirit angel and that kind of stuff because they're moving into wicked stuff. Careful of that. Don't get in all that. Just know they're there to protect us and to strengthen us. Are you there? Say yes. Come on. You still there? Say yes. I guarantee you, if I did a little survey, each and every one of you probably didn't even realize it at the time, but it was a supernatural being that literally helped you, protected you in a moment of difficulty. I can tell you multiple times where someone was going to kill me because I was out street preaching and something shifted. You could feel almost like the atmosphere shift. You could feel like, whoa, something just happened, like this intense moment, intense, intense, intense. They're pulling a gun on me, and all of a sudden something shifts, and they just walked away. That happened to me twice. Just telling you. I can tell you what that was. An angel went around and just, oh, no, I don't think so, and just kind of moved them. God has done that for me multiple times. Let's move into what are demons. Now, demons are evil spirits who war against the plans of God for humanity. Let me explain to you where demons came from. The scriptures tell us that one-third of the angels, there was a rebellion in heaven as creation was happening. There was a rebellion in heaven prior to creation, around creation times, not real clear, but in that process. And a third of the angels, along with Lucifer, an archangel, decided that they were going to rebel against God and do war against him. And the Bible, Jesus said that they, he saw them fall like lightning. He saw Satan fall like lightning. In other words, I picture it like this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're making everything. Trees, and all of a sudden, a rebellion. Rawr, attack God. And God went, and it was over. And they just kept on working. Jesus said, I saw it fall like lightning. So a third of what were angels are now deceiving demonic demon spirits, if you will. So they are originally angels that have been cast down. So that's a good thing to know that they're two-thirds versus one-third. So you're good. We're in good shape. Two for every one of their one. There you go. And so, being silly, of course, but that is true. Luke chapter 7, verse 21, it says, And at that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sickness, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. Here's another reference in Acts chapter 19. Just throw a couple of them out to you. Acts chapter 19, verse 12, even handkerchiefs and aprons uh, that had touched him, talking about, uh, talking about the apostles, were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left them. So we see these activity of these evil spirits, these demonic forces to bring sickness, to bring destruction. They, their, their goal is to affect us in multiple ways. One of the ways that they come after us is our mind. Our mind. They'll attack our mind with thoughts. Have you ever just had a rogue thought? And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, for those of us, uh, we're originally from Louisiana, my family, and the moment you drove into New Orleans and got close to Bourbon Street, you could feel the demonic presence. You could feel the perversion. You could feel that you could just, whoa, like you didn't even have to, like even non-Christian be like, man, it's perverted down in here. Like, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the day with no activity happening, you can sense the forces of evil that have been stationed there that are creating that. That's why what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, what happens in Vegas is demonic. And the reason why it don't stay there, it actually attaches to you and you bring it home. That's the problem. And so the problem is all of that. And, and so even right now, you sense what's happening with forces of evil stirring turmoil amongst not, not just the nation as a whole, but amongst the believers. So believers are mad at each other. Believers don't, don't even know why they're mad at each other. We don't like each other all of a sudden, you know, because what side are you on? All this is turmoil that's being created by the demonic realm, by the forces of evil that are coming against you. you got to rise up and go, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not mad at you. I love you. And you see the attack us with doubt, fear. 
anger, mental anguish. The Bible says we're supposed to pull down every stronghold that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. So when there's these thoughts come at you, you're worthless, you're nothing, where's that coming from? It's coming from a, for, a force of evil. And if you don't learn to go, wait, what, 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 what? In the name of Jesus, what's wrong with you? Put up with that. Drag that to the throne of God. Say, Daddy, look what this demonic force has been putting in my head. You don't believe it. Smother that real quick for me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. you got to learn these kind of pieces. See, right now, if we're not careful, all of these spirits of offense, frustration, and anger are going to attach to the body of Christ, too. Here's another way that the, the forces of evil attack us. We read some scriptures on it, and that is against our physical body, sickness and, and illness. The Bible literally says, and Jesus cured them, and, and, and the evil spirits left them. That's what it said in Acts chapter 19, and then also in Luke chapter 7. And he gave, he gave sight to many who were blind. He says, sickness and evil spirits, and came out of them, and broke them off of them. And so we've, we've seen that in multiple times. And I've had a lot of engagement with forces of evil. And so not to scare everybody and like, whoa, get you, you know, walking out of here going, wow, that car just swerved in my lane. Demon! I don't want you to, you know, going looking for demons, you know, like a Wendy's demon. That's why you're gaining weight. We want to, you know, we don't want to get all, get out there, you know, bind the demon of Wendy's. Come out of me, the spirit of ice cream. You know, I, I mean, you, you know, I want to keep you balanced in this, but I do want you to understand there's a real battle. And it's foolishness to not engage in that reality. And it's foolishness for you to walk away and go, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with what Jesus did. And Jesus did, God, Jesus constantly, so if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to follow what he did. He's constantly casting out devils. He's constantly telling the devil, get behind him. He's constantly engaging with these forces of evil. I had uh, one, of my, one of my first experiences, we were in a prayer meeting, and, uh, and there was a little gal uh, who had been coming to our church, sweet gal, sweetheart, and uh, we were all holding hands, about 15, 20 of us young people in a prayer meeting, and, uh, and all of a sudden she starts going, and we're like, whoa, that ain't right, something about that doesn't seem right. And, uh, and all of a sudden she fell down on the ground, so we thought she was having a seizure, and, uh, but it wasn't a seizure, it was a force of evil. And so, and so uh, the, the, the mom in the faith that was there for us, one of our adult leaders, uh, said, come on, let's bring her to the back. And so we were there, a couple of us, and uh, we were praying for her, and all of a sudden that gal uh, started writhing like she was in pain, and then all of a sudden she lifted up off the ground with nothing touching the ground, about that far off the ground, move anything under. It was like, whoa, I've seen this on a magic show, this is not right. And, uh, and, and then we kept praying, and something broke, and the spirit left, back in her right mind. She was like, wow, that's amazing. Thank you guys for all the help. And you said, where did that come from? We can get into that another time. But I just want you to know, I personally have had experience with forces of evil. There was one night, my mom and dad decided to abandon me as an only child. <laughs> Went to the mission field, left me. And, uh, and not only that, but they sold the house, but I still had to live in the house for a couple of days. With no electricity or running water, because I was in the middle of Bible school finishing up classes, and uh, and uh, and we're in the middle of, of midterm exams, and so they left like on a Monday, and by Wednesday I'm still in the house, nothing's there. I've got my little blow-up mat mattress, and uh, and a little Coleman lantern, you know, a little battery-operated Coleman lantern, and in the middle of the night I, I I woke up. Have you ever woke up and somebody's in the house with you, or in the room with you? Woke up, and I was like, there's somebody here. And, and I had my eyes closed, and I, I opened my eyes, and there was a force of evil hovering, and I'll never forget this, in the top corner of the roof where the wall meets, hovering a big old black ball with little red eyes looking at me. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it spoke to me and said, Mom and Daddy ain't here no more, so I'm going to kill you. And so I did this. In the name of Jesus, I put the you. <laughs> thought I was dreaming. I pulled that sucker back down, and it's still there. I was like, no. Jesus, Jesus, no, 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 I, I bind you in Jesus' name. <laughs> ah. 
And all of a sudden, I'll never forget what the Lord told me to do. I had my little cassette player. Millennials, that, we used to have these things. Um, this, and uh, had one of my worship cassettes in the, in the cassette player. And I heard the Lord say, battery operated. Big batteries. And, uh, and uh, I heard the Lord say, I want you to push play on your worship and stand up and start dancing around, the, around, around your room. Like, in my drawers? Like, are you serious? Like, right now, like, there's a demon about to kill me. Can you not, like, can we not, like, have this big angel show up and just slash him with the sword or something? Like, what is this? And I heard the Spirit of the Lord said, no, I'm teaching you something. So I said, okay. I put, and that thing starts hovering, starts getting closer and closer. You know, the hair on the back of your neck starts standing up. You know, that fear starts gripping you. You know, your knees start buckling. You know, that it's there. It's there. It's there. I'm there. Oh, my Jesus, mom and dad are gone. What are we doing? I'm 18 years old. And so I just jumped up, started worshiping God. And in the middle of that, the Lord spoke, spoke to me. He said, see, because I'm the Lord of the battle. You got to learn to trust me, son. And in the middle of that, all of a sudden, that thing went, yeah! It was gone. It was the coolest thing. Then I was like, spiritual giant I am you know I mean just understanding that there is a spiritual realm and the enemies are constantly trying to attack us the other thing that the forces of evil do is like I've already pre-mentioned a little bit you got to understand that when you're having this major conflict you're like looking at this person like are you out of your mind that they may be being maneuvered by force of evil so that's why I never lose my mind with you when you're doing something crazy stupid. I'm thinking, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. That thing's gotten a hold of them, and they're just following it and being pushed around by a force of evil. That fear, they're posting all that crazy stuff. That's just, they just got, got attacked by that spirit of fear, and they think in this, that, and the other. That person just got, just like, like that doesn't even make sense. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? And, it's just, and I recognize, because I've been in this thing long enough, that sometimes we just get pushed around by some of these forces of evil. But I want to give you a little bit of encouragement. Can I give you an encouragement? You do not need to fear any demonic force. Let me remind you of a couple of truths, that we are deeply loved by Almighty God. Do you believe that? Say yes. That we are made in His image, and His image alone. Do you believe that? Say yes. That we are His sons and daughters, and He'll not let anything take us out. Do you believe that? Say yes. And that you are, according to Scripture, more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. And that if not only that, but the Bible says He did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So the moment I start thinking about, ooh, that, that might be a demon trying to kill us, I say, wait a minute, I know who I am in Christ. I know that I'm surrounded by his goodness. I know that his angels do take care of me and watch after me. And I know that I have authority and power over each and every one of them. So let me teach you what to do in reference to the spirit realm, forces of evil, angels, the activity in this whole thing. First thing I want to teach you to do, number one, you got to wake up. Wake up. This thing's real. This thing's real. I, I appreciate you. So I just didn't go to a church like this. Well, great. You needed to come here so you could learn some things. You just wake up. You know, in 1993, Al-Qaeda bombed the World Trade Center. We didn't do anything really. In 1998, they declared war on the United States and on Israel. In 2001, they bombed the World Trade Center and only then did the United States acknowledge and respond that Al-Qaeda hated us and were trying to destroy us. How many bombings do you have to take to your family before you wake up and go, wait a minute, there's an enemy out there trying to kill us? Wait a minute. I mean, how many more, how, how many more marriages do you have to lose, bro? How many more, how many, do you realize, wait a minute, there are forces of evil trying to destroy me. How many more, how many more times do you have to look at a doctor in the eye and them tell you, there's just nothing we can do? Before you realize, wait a minute, there's something beyond just natural here. There's something going on. I mean, there's natural, I take medicine, uh, just, I'm, I'm very good, I, I, I do what the doctors tell me. I don't think they're the, they're the enemy, I don't, I don't think everything's a demon, you know, some of it's just my bad choices, are you with me? And so, but at the same time, I wake up and recognize, wait a minute, this, this is beyond, this is beyond natural. 
Something from the spiritual realm is affecting the natural. And I wake up. You need to wake yourself up. The first Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be alert and sober-minded. Your, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking to, for someone to devour. And if he can find you, if you're easy meat, he's going to chew on you. I mean, seriously, you got to rise up and say, wait a minute, I'm not, I am not, I am not, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God, I will not be pushed around, I will not lose my mind every time I look at Facebook and Instagram, I'm not going to go jumping through all these little hoops to satisfy, this is forces of evil, I'm not putting up with this, I break it. Here's the second thing I teach you to do, number one, wake up, number two, pray, pray, pray what? Pray against the devil's schemes, he's got a plan, he's got a five point plan for you today. He got a five-point plan that he's trying to put in that and put into play. Think about opposing teams. You got the defense over here. You got the offense on this side. You got this team versus that team. That team's got a defensive play against their offensive play. They got an offensive attack that they're going to try to bring against. And you need to know that there's schemes working against you to keep you from ever being the man of God you, that God may, wants you to be or the woman of God you're ever supposed to be. Ever keep your children safe and protected. Keep them angry and hating God and church and this and Jesus and I just can't believe it. That's a scheme. Pray against it. Jesus did. He said, I rebuke every plan of the enemy. And I wake up every day and say, whatever your scheme is today, it won't work in Jesus' name. I rebuke it. I will not be a part of it. I will not participate in it. You can't maneuver me. You can't push me. I refuse it. I'm going to stand with the Lord. And all the Lord is going to do is take care of me and protect me. Yeah. And this young lady, years ago, young lady came up to us, and she's one of our leaders, and she said, Pastor, would you just pray for me? I'm having night terrors. I said, you are? She goes, yeah, I can't sleep. She goes, I, I get up, I, I can't go to bed, and, and I just can't sleep, and, and I feel like demons are attacking my mind. I said, sweet love, that's terrible. We prayed for her. Came back to next week. It didn't work, Pastor. It just didn't work. So then I started, I started thinking, what is going on here? So I asked her a couple questions. I said, where do you think it's all coming from? She goes, I don't know. I said, well, what do you listen to? Nothing. I like Christian music mainly. I said, good. I said, what's your favorite movie? She goes, oh, I love all the, all the Friday the 13th and all this and all that. I was like, what is your problem? You're like, come on in, demons. Come have this place in my life. I guess you can't sleep. Every one of those things that have been maneuvered with and set up as action places, a points of reference for the enemy to get access. Listen, I learned years ago, I closed off all those doors. I went back through my life and said, where did I do that? Where did I agree with the enemy on that? And I started saying that all leadership's wicked. Wait a minute, that's an action point. That's a, that's a point of reference that, that he has access to. Wait a minute, I'm not going to give him that access point anymore. And I came back around and said, Lord Jesus, I don't care how wicked they are. Lord, if they're in authority, Lord, I'm going to submit and you're going to deal with them. Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God. You're going to put leadership in my life that loves you and going to protect me, not going to mishandle me, Lord. And even if they do, Lord God, that you're going to fix them or kill them, I mean, or remove them or whatever needs to happen in Jesus' name. Here's a third thing I teach you to do, and that is discern. Discern. There are nine gifts of the Spirit, and one of them is discerning of spirits. You say, what does that mean? I know. I'm so sorry that no one's ever taught you all that. There's words of knowledge, words of wisdom. These are gifts. For all my gamers in the room, you understand this. For all you old people, you don't get it really. But most of you think, well, I just don't have that gift. Are you out of your mind? All those gifts are accessible to us, the believer. They're all accessible to us. Gamers get it because they know they're running around with their little PP7 with their little pistol, and all of a sudden they can click a button, and now all of a sudden they got a bazooka. And they recognize it. Oh, yeah. Now all of a sudden they got landmines, and they're blowing up the game, and it's fun to watch them as they change weapons according to the need in that moment. You have access to the gift of discernment. Yes, 
And you say, Lord, I just don't know what's going on right now. Would you just help me? I, Lord, I activate, I pray, I activate the gift of discernment right now. What's going on? Why is my husband acting like that? Why am I acting like that? What's going on? What's, what's happening here? And then you pray into that. Activate that gift of discernment. Use discernment. Use a little bit of discernment. If you don't have any, ask your wife, bro. She'll help you. That girl ain't, that girl ain't just a nice employee. She's coming after you, son. You better back off. My wife has told me many times, don't talk to that one. I'm like, what? She's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I got, that one's got something wrong. Don't get close to that one. Well, they just want me to pray for them. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Discernment. It's a gift. You can access it. Use it. Lord, show me what, what's going on here. Here's the last and final thing I would teach you, and that is this. Take your rightful position. Take your rightful position. You're a son. You're a daughter of the Most High God. You are royalty. Why are you, why are you out there getting beat on by an enemy when the angels of God are accessible to go to fight and defend it when the king of glory, the king of kings and the lord of lords can snap his finger and cast one third of these demons right out of heaven? Why in the world do you think that you've got to wrestle and let these schemes destroy you? I have to. Take your rightful position. If you fight from a position of already defeated, then you're defeated. Nobody gets in the ring going, I'm probably going to lose this. Probably going to lose this. Oh, I hope you don't hit me with that one. No, you get in the ring like, let's go. Let's go. I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm Mike Tyson. You know, you start thinking like that. Like, I will knock you down. Come against me. And that's the attitude that you have to have. And that's the attitude I walk in. Not because I'm so amazing. I just have understood that there are multiple rims. And there's a rim that I, I can't always see. But there's a rim where demons and angels, for the most part, do business. And those forces of evil are affecting, if you will, the natural rim in which I live and abide in. And the angels are doing warfare against them to protect, but at the same time, I've got to engage in the battle, and you've got to engage in the battle. Hey guys, wasn't that a great word today? You know, I'm so thankful that the word isn't limited to a Sunday morning at a certain time or the four walls of the church building, but it can go through whatever time you may be watching this, wherever venue you might be at. The word of God can minister to you no matter where you are. You know, if you're interested in partnering with what Church on the Hill is doing, not only locally, but globally, you say, I really want to invest with that, with Church on the Hill, in advancing kingdom business. And you can do so by partnering with us by sending a donation to P.O. Box 3815, Cedar Hill, Texas, 75106. Hey guys, we love you. We look forward to seeing you again.